Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, as you're about to hear in this show, uh, I'm back off me camping holiday, which went kind of all right. Good to have you back. Thank you very much. Good to be back. Can I just say one thing? What, what's your experience about... Uh, with tent putting up and stuff, are you are you uh, uh, are you kind of long in the tooth in the world of uh, camping? Uh, I uh, probably ca- you could count on one hand, one hand uh-huh. in my forty four years the amount of nights I've spent under canvas. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. this is the thing. I don't know how anyone else was this at the moment. T- camping's kind of really taken off, isn't it? Uh, in the weird year of lockdown that we've all had. Can I just say I love camping and, and I love putting tents up and everything. It's absolutely fine. But I do think there needs to be tougher industry regulation on the whimsical two blokes in polo shirts putting up dead easy in 15 minutes <laughs> videos on YouTube that you get with these tents. It's the same thing every time. They have that whimsical kind of music. It's all fine. Do, 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 do. And there's two guys in cargo pants shorts and, and uh, little uh, polo shirts putting up dead easy and laughing and joking and it takes them like seven or eight minutes <laughs> and then you try and do it and I was effing and jeffing on my own sweating cobs with me top off uh, absolutely making a scene of myself in the camping site now look I love to help whenever you've got a problem you are a solutions man to me whenever I have a problem thank you very much in this case the only thing I can share with you is the last time I camped which was about six years ago uh-huh. and I vowed never to camp again <laughs> I'm sure they'll become a weakness where I have to go and do it and then declare again I'm never going to camp again but the last time I did it it was one of these tents where you literally unzip and it goes and it's oh, up just jumps up the stress comes from actually then trying to wrestle it back oh, yeah. into the thing, because it's, it's, I guess it's a pop-up tent. It's like an eel. It's like trying to get an eel back in there. Yeah, and ironically, you they sell it in the... It's it's so easy to then put it back together and it goes into a zippable thing. Ironically, not necessarily an eel, but my wife then looked like a turtle when she then placed it on her back and walked back to the car. <laughs> like one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, but a camper. Uh, so I am back at Friday off. I just want to say a huge thank you for all of your tips. And I'm proud to announce that camping was a real success at the weekend. Great news. Didn't think it was going to go that way, personally. Well, not with my own form, with how I am <laughs> no. with stuff. It was really good. It was absolutely brilliant. I've never been to Deal in Kent before. What a gorgeous place that is. Mm. Absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, Lily Roo's campsite. There was lovely. It was a little um, barn, barbecue. VW camper van converted into a bar. Oh, nice. So even after I was, like, sweating cobs and fairly blue language putting the tent up... I could sit there and have a nice beer. Perfect. A local beer at the end of the day, which is great. So all the fun and the positivity and, and the goodness was unfortunately marred by one incident. Uh, I made a mistake over the weekend that I have made countless times, and I think I'm going to continue to make this mistake because I will never learn. I seem to have a mental block when it comes to remembering to pay the Dartford crossing charge. <laughs> Anyone else have a problem with this? Honestly, the amount of money that I've chipped in for them through fines over the years because you've got to pay it by midnight the next night and when you're off into the countryside mm. and you've got to put a tent up with like you know a partner and a toddler crawling all over the place it sometimes it's not the thing that pops into your head do you know what I mean? And 48 hours almost isn't enough time to pay it is it? Completely this is the thing <laughs> as you know, one of the times when I paid it I, I ended up getting done by a scam site if you type in pay dark oh, crossing no. there's this site that sits there that oh. they charge you like four or five quid on top now, so that's I like a double slap in the face I didn't know that, that that's unfortunate. Can I just ask a question, though, right? Mm-hmm. What are you chipping in for? 
They've built the flipping bridge. The tunnel's already been built. Yeah. What are you chipping in for? Very good question. They must have built it back in 1978. <laughs> what is it, Rentler the thing? It's unbelievable. <laughs> but um, this happens so often now. I'm in loads of trouble with Katie because I always say to her, right, I'm going to sort it out. I'm going to get my act together and not get charged by the Dartford Crossing for mucking up anymore. And I keep making the same mistake. Mm. So just to make me feel better, first hour of the show, is there a mistake that you keep making all the time? Uh, me washing up wine glasses is something that is to be prevented because for whatever reason every time I'm physically washing up a wine glass I literally break them I really just snap you don't know your strength <laughs> I, just, I just can't do it delicately to the extent that we've had to go and get a dishwasher really yeah well this is it weirdly Katie says never touch them so I sound like I'm like Katie keeps me in captivity or something but apparently it washes them much better in the dishwasher anyway I think it does I think it does but not, not to be done manually I break them every single time without fail just here it go you won't learn uh, Yvonne has shared one that I am also very guilty of. It's a really annoying one. Forgetting to put your iPhone or your iPad, your tablet on charge, but forgetting to flick the switch. Oh. So I will put it on. I'll think it's been charging for two hours. I'll go back. It's still dead as a dodo because I haven't turned the plug on. There's nothing worse than that panic on the way into work when you know that you've got no charge. Yeah. Like, how do we used to entertain ourselves before? <laughs> what do we used to do? It's depressing. Uh, Roger says, I had to move my hand soap pump in the bathroom because I kept putting soap on my toothbrush. I've done that before. Weirdly, the chippy we were in in Deal in Kent on our little camping weekend over the weekend. A lot of, actually, we went for a little bit of food before this as well. Yeah. A lot of places now are putting what looks like vinegar yes. in the centre of the table. It's actually hand sanitizer. <laughs> That'd be a nasty wake clean up. Clean chips, though. Really, really clean chips. Mm. Uh, and Andy Crisp says, putting cloves in the tumble dryer and then forgetting to switch it on. He adds, I think it might be cited as one of the reasons I get murdered. There you go, quite bleak. <laughs> Scotty says, putting the wrong colour bin out. Uh, I mean, with only a black, brown, green and blue bin to worry about and black and green and brown together all to 18 weeks, the blue bin once a month on a Monday, unless it's bank holiday and you skip a week, how hard can it be? We don't, we only have one type of bin in, in Leon C in Essex. I mean, they've made it so easy for us, I really appreciate it. Lorna says, for me, it's leaving the house keys in the door on the outside, then turning the house upside down to try and find the keys when it's time to go back out, panicking that someone has come into the house and stolen the keys. This happens at least once a week. Now... Re your dart charge problems. Even the words make me feel a bit sick. Uh, Glenn has some advice for you. Uh, Glenn, what you got for Bush? Um, so, yeah, well, it's not actually me, it's my wife. Um, so I got stung a couple of times through Dartford Crossing uh, as well and ended up paying the fine. And my wife pointed out that uh, you can actually set up an account with the Dartford Crossing uh, so it automatically debits the money uh, whenever you do it. It's linked to your registration and... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, she was right, and it worked perfectly every single time. So, uh, so no more grief. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I know what you mean, but that's just not how I live my life. That's far too organised for me. I think getting <laughs> yeah, an, yeah, an yeah, actual yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I didn't want to wade in earlier and be all I told you so, but uh, Glenn Bush, I have uh, both cars in our household registered with the Dartford Crossing. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. <laughs> and do you know what I was just saying to you there, Glenn? I was saying that's that's not a very me thing. I didn't want to then go and say that's quite a Richie thing to have the preparation involved. <laughs> I'm happy to set one up for you. Thank you very much. Yes, that would be great. Cheers, Glenn. Great to chat. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. We've got Maxine on the line. Maxine, what mistake do you keep making? I keep losing money in the cash point machine. <laughs> wow. I mean, that is... Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm no... People in glass houses can't throw stones. <laughs> no, that they can't. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine leaving money in the cash machine. What goes through your mind when you do that? Well, I 
I don't even think about it until later on and I realise I just haven't got it and it's like, oh my God. I once left, I drew a load of money out for um, our holiday spending money and left it. And it's just there, you know, it would be flapping in the wind, wouldn't it? Maxine, <laughs> but, um, I, t- I take it decadent people like you don't even need to enter, make me a winner. <laughs> I've entered and I enter every day. I cannot afford to leave that money in the cash point this year, I can assure you. I would say, Maxine, that your, your luck's probably not on your side in the way that this is panning out. <laughs> if someone from the world of banking could tell us, though, is does it hang out there until someone has it or does it whip it back in again after a certain period of time? Ooh. Well, because I'm so experienced in this, I can answer this for you. Go on, tell us. <laughs> I, it, it just, just gets followed back in and that's fine. But you cannot claim it, even if you remember within the hour or two hours, the end of the banking day, they work out their money and they tell you whether your money's in there or not. So it's not immediate, but I've had every single bit of money back. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Fantastic and wonderful banking trivia on Home Time, the number one show for banking tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would make you laugh. <laughs> Right, it's the moment of truth. It's home time on a Monday night with Bush and Richie. Let's do this. Yes, day one, game one in our Trade Euros Championships. A championship pitting the eight greatest trades head-to-head in European football championship style to see which is the best. OK, so Group A, we've got plumbers, painters, brickies and gardeners. And Group B, we have electricians, plasterers, carpenters and carpet fitters. Welcome to the Hometown Trade Euro Championship. So this exciting match between plumbers... Versus painters. Now, every day, one of you is going to represent one of those trades. And today, we have John the Plumber up against Stephen the Painter. Let's meet John first. How are you, John? I'm all good, thank you very much. Uh, John, you're a proper plumber. What area of the world do you hail from? Sunny Essex. Good old Sunny Essex. And what is the name of your company? It's AMS Solutions, you need. Fantastic. John, get ready to tell us why your trade is the best, but stay there. Uh, Stephen, whereabouts are you? I'm from uh, Solly Hole. And uh, give us uh, give us a plug for your painting uh, your, your painting company, Stephen. It's a maintenance uh, company called Fortem. Brilliant. And are you wearing all white overalls with dungarees at the moment, Stephen? I presume. Sadly not. I'm an all black. Oh, I love that ninja. <laughs> <laughs> right, Stephen. Uh, hold on there because it'll be uh, John who gets twenty seconds first of all. So, John, you are representing plumbers. Your task in twenty seconds is to quite simply tell us why are plumbers better than painters. All right, and your time starts now. <laughs> We're like the Germany of tradesmen. We're efficient and effective and never let anybody down. I mean, come on, it's not hard being a painter at all. All you need to do is watch variety. Plumbers were created because electric. Well, John, say that bit again because you just cut out plumbers, what? Plumbers were created because electricians need heroes. <laughs> Sometimes in a match, you know, a little thing gets you there and your, your phone didn't help you for a second, but he came in with a really, really good point right at the end. He made a very, very strong point. It's over to the painters now. Stephen, please tell us why painters and decorators are better than plumbers and your time starts now. Plain and simply, as soon as you walk through the front door, decorating is the first thing that everybody sees. How many times has anybody ever said, oh, that paper looks brilliant? <laughs> Nobody. It's always, oh, look at that wallpaper, look at that colour. Who done your work for you? 
How many times have you actually seen Time's up. Time's up. The referee's blowing his whistle, Stephen. You may be making some good points, but they're invalid after the whistle. Uh, well done to both of you. A very, very tough affair uh, that is the curtain raiser for this major European tournament. Sometimes you get the first match of the tournament and it's drab. But my word, Bush, there were fireworks. I'm, I'm going to watch the highlights again this evening. It's that good. Uh, Phil says painters all day long. Plumbers can't use a broom for a start or make good after smashing a hole in a wall. Uh, Maria says painters are definitely the best. They have to make good all the mess left behind by plumbers and electricians. Tight so far. Pat, what are your thoughts? It's got to be plumbers. Painters uh, can't really put it on upside down, can they? <laughs> what do you mean, can't put it on upside down? That, what, what... Well, 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 you can't put paint on upside down. It's um, it, You can only go on one way, can't it, with a brush? So there's not much skill to it. Right, so you're saying because of the because of gravity, there there isn't that much to paint and decorate. <laughs> well, 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 you only brush it one way, that's it. It's a very good point, because uh, you put something on plumbing rice the wrong way round. I guess this yeah. is Pat's point. Plumbing yeah. the wrong way round, it's a disaster. Paint something the wrong way round, just paint over it. That's it. Pat, what do you do? What's your angle of work? Well, I'm a civil engineer. We uh, do bulk muck shifting here in the Midlands. Right, so OK. Either, so. Out of all the trades, what do you think is the, is the best one? That's what we're trying to find here on the Trade Euro Championships. We are um, muck shifters. We're um, <laughs> proper trade. Well, unfortunately, we're, we're, we're muck, muck shifters with... didn't make it through the preliminary rounds before the actual <laughs> Euro Championships. Just got to be even-handed. Uh, one final question for you, Pat, on today's match, painting versus plumbers. What do you say to Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel regarding the whole painting upside down? That's a good point. Um, that's a different sort of painting, isn't it? It wasn't a mulching or a gloss, was it? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's adamant. <laughs> it wasn't lichen or, or something like that going on there. <laughs> that's right. Welcome to the Hometown Trade Euro Championship. So this exciting match between plumbers versus painters. Bush and Richie here with your Monday Night Home Time show. It's time for the moment of truth. It's been the first match in our Trade Euro Championships going head-to-head this evening. We've had John representing the plumbers and Stephen representing painter and decorators. It's been back and forth all hour on this show, but we have a result that's in. And it's a congratulations to John the plumber with 67% of the vote. Uh, it's a win for the plumbers over the painters in uh, match day number one. Of Group A. Well done, John. He's on the line now. Well done, fella. What can I say? Cream trade. <laughs> you currently top Group A. Are you feeling confident that plumbers will make their way through to at least the semi-finals of our tournament? All the way to the final, I should hope. It Fantastic. is to be seen, John. Congratulations on your victory today. Now, tomorrow, electricians will be taking on plasterers. Ooh. If you are an electrician... If you are a plasterer and you want to represent your trade in this little dust-up, text us 81215, tweet us at Absolute Radio. Could be you competing tomorrow. It's Father's Day this Sunday. All week, we're giving you the chance to win £1,000 plus a special Father's Day label edition of White and Mackay, the triple matured Scotch whisky for a richer, smoother taste. So, each day we'll be spinning the Dad Chat generator and a random topic will be chosen. Sounds fairly similar to some of the... It can't be. It's nothing to do with the Tuesday, Tom Bowler. Whatever the generator spits out, we want your best dad stories on that topic, whether it's about your dad or someone else's dad or uh, how you yourself have navigated fatherhood. Anything goes, we're sure you'll have some brilliant stories for us. Right, let's load the dad chat generator. Spinning the dad chat generator. 
It's ball number 37. Balls as well. What's that, sorry? It, it balls as well. I thought you were having a pop at the competition. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> so it's got balls a little bit like the uh, Tuesday Tombow. A little bit. Completely different, Very different IP, that's yeah. for sure. Ball 37, and the topic is this. Dad's on holiday. We want your stories about stuff your dad has done on holiday, or maybe you've done, if you're a dad, when you've been on holiday. Uh, let's go to, to the lines and speak to Emily. Tell us about your dad, Emily. What did he do? So when I was much younger, um, we were in Swanage in a lovely little holiday caravan. That's where our family like originally come from, so it's quite nice. Um, and the gas oven wasn't working, so Dad's in there, as he is, being Dad, trying to make it work, and uh, he burnt his eyebrows off in the process, and Ooh. now he's got these... Great big bushy things on his face, bless him. Oh, blimey. And what is your dad's name? Let's put a name to this uh, uh, common comedic bit of behaviour. <laughs> um, my dad is Richard. Richard. And I take yeah. it he's not a gas engineer. <laughs> And surprisingly, no, he's much more comfortable with a computer than anything to do with gas, I'm afraid. So as we stand in 2021, has he got eyebrows or what's what's the deal with them as we look at them right now? Uh, he does have eyebrows. They are really big and my mum and I are always trying to help him out and trim them down. But, you know, they I think they help keep the sun out of his eyes at the moment, so that's quite handy. <laughs> if he trimmed them for that holiday, maybe they wouldn't have caught light. Yes. Exactly, right? I think that would have been the best idea. <laughs> Uh, Lauren, tell us about your dad. So my dad is ultimately my hero. He's raised three lovely daughters, hopefully, um, he would say that. But on holiday when we were younger, he hates flying on the beach. My mum loves it, three daughters loved it, so he would always try and learn a skill. And each year he chose a different skill. Uh, one year he packed juggling balls and would be on the beach juggling. Um, one year it was a penny, like a tin whistle. Oh so my. imagine the beautiful soundtrack to a, a Greek beach with a penny whistle. One year it was a harmonica. Sometimes it was Greek language out loud, which is embarrassing enough when you're kind of 12 or 13. But also his favourite beachwear used to be a pair of black Speedos, wow. which he would actually pull into his... Um, bottom in his bottom uh, crevice I suppose would be the word. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Family show. To yeah. tan his um, bo- uh, bottom cheeks. So he would be on the beach juggling with a hat on wearing black speedos pulled into a, a, a thong with his daughters <laughs> and, and my mum around. And be mortified. He would have no, he would have no shame. Um, we would um, as we've got older we've laughed about it and we t- and he still does some suitably crazy things now but at the time teenage girls very embarrassed but my dad is is brilliant. So, Lauren, um, it's, it's a miracle that you three, well, and your mum included, it's a miracle you allowed him to come on holiday with you. Uh, unfortunately, he was the uh, the payer of the said holiday. Damn, can't get rid of him. <laughs> so, um, but we did, as soon as we got old enough to go by ourselves, we did go by ourselves and my parents now. And I'm talking, this is 20 years ago, probably. Wow. Uh, we're now, me and my sister's now all in our 30s. So, uh, do you um, for me, I'm imagining, I don't know anyone else listening to this right now, I'm imagining a cross between Freddie Starr and Bobby Ball, kind of showboating <laughs> around in the background. <laughs> it, it's not bad, actually. Imagine a bit a Jerry Springer cross with Philip Schofield kind of look. So, silver hair... That's a, good, um, that's a good look. What is this guy's first name? Uh, his name is Ivor. Ivor! Oh, old Welsh, it old Welsh man. Brilliant. Come on, knock it off, Ivor. Sit down, you're embarrassing <laughs> yeah. us for crying out loud. He would, he would always have sunscreen on and he would always have a hat on, but he would also, yeah, he would be trying to tan his whole body as best he could do. Lauren, so, thank you for the Ivor story. Fingers no crossed we'll see what others come in, but it's a good thank entry. You. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you very much. 
Alex said, my dad came down to South Wales on holiday to visit us and packed a box of Yorkshire tea bags just in case we didn't have them in the valleys. He also brought a mug as if Wales hadn't had that technological breakthrough. <laughs> nice one. Men's in Lincolnshire. Years ago, my dad's Russell, was uh, paddling in the sea along the east coast. A wave came in and splashed up his leg. He took a breath in. His false teeth fell out. We spent hours up and down the beach looking for him. Never did find them. He's not with us anymore, but the rest of us still have a laugh over this memory. Isn't that such a 70s or 80s thing, the old spitting out of dentures? <laughs> yeah. Don't see it these days much, do you? Uh, Jake from Sheffield says, my dad's behaviour on going on holiday is always the same. Gets to the airport 12 hours before with his new never-before-worn Birkenstocks or his airport shoes. Uh, we would need to be surgically removed from his feet by the end of the holiday because he wears them so much. He claps when the plane lands. Enough said, he's a top bloke and I can say that I've inherited his funny ways. Amazing man, he would love the money if he won to treat himself to probably some new Birkenstocks. We could be here until midnight reading out some of these entries. Been so many. We'll do the same again tomorrow. There's a £1,000 to be won plus this special bottle of White Mackay Special Father's Day Label Edition Whiskey. Uh, and that is going to go to... It's got to go to... He's got to go to Lauren and, and the dad by the pool with the tin whistle and the, the harmonica and the juggling earlier. Who else's dad decides to learn Greek when they go on a Greek holiday? The man's a legend. Congratulations, Lauren. Now, some unfinished business, being that it is uh, Monday from Friday's show. Now, obviously, you started your camping trip on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, but we were still searching in your absence for some weekend cliffhangers, uh, which we have some dotted around the show to catch up on uh, today. First of which was Harriet. We spoke to Harriet on Friday, Bush. It was her hen weekend. Ooh. When we spoke to her, she was heading off to uh, meet up with her mother-in-law. How was the weekend, Harriet? The weekend was fabulous, and I- I've survived. I'm at work work now and I've I survived and made it in. Okay, and I mean, normally I'm, I can imagine, it, you know, you have a big weekend, you probably take the Monday off because you're still feeling a bit delicate. Not you, you're hard as nails, you're in work, not a problem. Yeah, hard as nails. <laughs> now, I seem to remember you were heading to Rye, you were going to be going down uh, with your, uh, your your mother-in-law as well. And any, anything that went off over the weekend that might, uh, you know, might be a story of note or was it all very well behaved? It was mostly very well behaved, but there was a risky incident. Right, which tell at us. the pub on the Friday night when we were having drinks, one of the gentlemen decided that we didn't have any entertainment, so he would try and provide some entertainment. Oh, oh but a, lot, a lot of people listening to this got terrible <laughs> mental images going on here. Please clarify what he was doing. Oh, exactly the mental image. Oh, dear. <laughs> and did you find that image entertaining? Luckily, he was behind a bar, and we couldn't see too too much. Right. So it, it was it was safe. Let's let's hope it hasn't ruined the wedding in any way. Just the spectre of that in the background, or or is it what goes on in Rye stays in Rye? Is that what's going on there? Oh no! I, I as soon as I got home, I told my fiance he found it hilarious. <laughs> it's a shame to hear that that act is still COVID compliant. <laughs> Harriet, all the best for the wedding. Glad you had a good weekend. Thank you very much. Uh, Craig, who we're about to speak to, was going to do his first parachute jump. Oh, I don't know how people do it. Uh, And uh, very confidently signed off on Friday's show. Hopefully I'll be around to speak to you. He is. Craig, how did it go? It was brilliant, yeah. Uh, It was absolutely amazing. Um, So, yeah, I kind of wanted to go straight back up and do it again. (laughs) Wow. 
Good for you. Richie, have you, have you done a parachute jump? I have parachuted and... Um, You've shot. I've parachuted. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, the, one, the, the only thing that I would say was different to Craig is it is amazing, but I had no sensation of wanting to get back up again. I was kind of like, great, that went well, don't need to risk it again. <laughs> I think the, the scariest part is when you're kind of getting shoved to the door by the instructor that you're attached to. One of the best experiences because you've seen everybody else fall out there first. So, so when when you when you do the parachute thing, you're attached to somebody else. Like when when I fly, I'm not a massive fan of flying, but I always look at like the the air stewards and the pilot and see whether they're well dressed. And mm. you know, if they're a bit scruffy or they look like they're they they've got stuff going on, I'm always a bit panicking, thinking, is everything <laughs> under control? Were you looking at the person that you were going to be attached to, thinking, does this person look like they're on point? At first, yeah, but then once you're attached to them, you, you kind of can't look at them anymore. Cause That's a good point. You, you're, you're in like a papoose. <laughs> it's a bit like a baby walker. Now, my other question to you, Craig, is was anyone filming it when you did it? Because when I did mine, one of the other people jumping was was filming and it was the first sensation I ever had in my life that I need to lose weight. Because when you're plummeting at 120 miles an hour, anything that isn't tight to you flaps about and it's very, very, very unforgiving. Oh, my word. I did get it filmed. Um, yes, uh, my my dad very kindly paid for uh, paid for them to do the GoPro because uh, oh. I wanted to do my I wanted to do my own. Uh, I took my own GoPro and I actually had one of the um, you know the, the diving masks that you can mm. get to have the snorkel attached. Yeah. Uh, but they they wouldn't let me uh, they wouldn't let me use that. Oh. Um, so, but it sounds uh, like you had a good time. They should put this on national TV because I would say. People of a certain age have been uh, haunted by Janet Ellis from Blue Peter breaking her leg in her in her parachute <laughs> yes. job. And that's what's put me off for donkey's years. So hopefully if we can get Craig out there, everyone see, look, it's absolutely fine. He had a great time. Then it might change perceptions. Do you know what I mean? More people would sign up. Fair enough. I mean, I'm happy enough for him to, to fund me to go do it another few times and, uh, and yeah, hopefully stay injury-free. Is Blue Peter still going? Late, late <laughs> yeah, pub for uh, Craig to be on Blue Peter? I think it is. I, I might be a little bit old to be going on Blue Peter, but I'd, I'd still take a badge if they were giving him out. <laughs> good camping chat at the beginning it was of good, the podcast. It was really good, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Um, final best tip. Best type of tent to get uh-huh. the next time you go is called... Uh, hang on, I, be, I need to look this up. It is called... One second. Is this a make or like a style? Yeah, it's called a hotel. <laughs> now I see what you've done there. 